Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, things for which the audience has ruined them for you, things, with Scott Ackerman. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, wonderful guest with us on this program. Very excited about this, mm-hmm. Jordan. I could not be more excited. I, I know I've described guests before as a get. Right, sure. No, you've used that word before. No doubt about it. It's been bullshit up until now. This is an actual get. This is a real get. I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to change. I think this might change the trajectory of Jordan Jesse Go uh, in the same way that getting uh, Hugh Grant after the prostitute insti- uh, in- uh, incident changed the trajectory of the Jay Leno Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. And, hope, and then HBO will make a TV movie about it. Right, exactly. And in this case, uh, I think I'm Jay Leno. Uh, our guest, Scott Ackerman, is uh, Hugh Grant. And you're the uh, prostitute. Great. I was going to say I wanted to be the prostitute, but uh, you were with me on that. Hello, boys. <laughs> can I can I just say two things? First of all, I love how real and sincere you are <laughs> in these introductions. Uh, secondly, uh, the Prostitute Institute. That's what you were going to say. <laughs> yes. I, I would love to attend there that at some point. Been, at least be a guest a speaker. Direction. <laughs> I was at a maybe uh, an artist in residence. I was at a a. Comedy rehearsal recently, and that. Oh, kind of wait same. a minute, everyone! Hold, know, hold on, on Hollywood, are you listening? I was rehearsing for comedy. That's true, because I'm a professional. I don't just go up and start doing comedy. No, no, I, I do it. Ext- I do my comedy extemporaneously, like Mr. Robin Williams. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, and I, and that kind of same, you know, uh, letter replacement led to the delightful phrase "hard corn porn." <laughs> Someone said hardcore porn, and oh, I like uh, it. that's uh, been stuck in my brain ever since. That's and, a lot uh, of fun. That's good times. I have no desire for it to leave, either. Jesse, I like how both you and I both just uh, rolled, up, rolled our up our shirt sleeves, sleeves. as I, if like it's I, time to get down to business. Or like, it's time to beat up Jordan. <laughs> that's where I, where I thought it was going, but I saw two really tall men. <laughs> Jesse's tall. Scott, you're, you're six-ish. Six uh, and six three, yeah, sure. Uh, sure. I saw you guys both looking at me and rolling uh-huh. up your sleeves. Yeah. I thought it was time for a beatdown. Shit's going down. I yeah. kind of saw it as a John Kerry in Iowa type situation. Oh, we were identifying yeah. with the working man. <laughs> you guys are you guys are in the Rust Belt. Uh, so, look, uh, I'm not some I'm not some East Coast coastal liberal mm-hmm. academia, you know, ivory <laughs> tower. I know what it's like to roll up your sleeves and do real work, like, like right giving here speeches on a podcast or giving a speech, <laughs> a speech or a talk. It may, be, that? it may be just that this apartment is swelteringly hot right now. <laughs> it is unpleasantly <laughs> hot, and it, it will continue to be unpleasantly hot, unfortunately. Scott Ackerman is uh, a gifted comedy writer. You might know him. I'm going to pretend I'm just addressing Jordan. Jordan knows this. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go ahead, and behind my head is sitting John the intern. I'm going to tell him, Scott Ackerman, a gifted comedy writer, uh, the man behind... Uh, uh, he was a writer on the Mr. Show television program. Uh, he was the writer of Shark's Tale 2. 
<laughs> shark tail too. Oh, shark tail too. Excuse yes. me. I sorry. I didn't. I don't it wasn't know. exclusively the shark's tail. Okay. It was a tale about a shark. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so shark tail too. Uh, well, recently... I'm not finished. A shark who had a dream. <laughs> right. oh. uh, recently, a writer on the uh, MTV Awards for movies. Is that yes. what the awards were this time? They were celebrating movies, the history of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Old, he wrote, MTV put together a great new awards show for classic Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Lana the, the, Turner, Myrna Lloyd. The, the MTV salute to Billy Wilder. Uh-huh. I really liked. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. It was Set really to the music great. of My Chemical Romance. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I think it, it's worth mentioning uh, for podcast listeners, uh, uh, Scott has a fantastic new podcast, the Comedy Death Ray podcast. Comedy with... Death Ray Radio. Oh, Comedy excuse me. It's an official Ray. title that you can find on Intelligent Tunes. Radio. <laughs> or the Zune you were telling me about. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was featured in the Zune comedy section where I snapped it up post-haste. Jordan, I've got I've got some bad news. Oh. My Zune is on eBay. I just posted what? my Zune on eBay. Judas! <laughs> did, what's the story behind this? D- Jordan, did you get Jesse into the Zune? Is that... Uh, I was the first to get a Zune. Sure. Uh, and... We all know that story. <laughs> sure, yeah. Listener Jordan, or no. Jordan Lord knows. I don't shut up about that. In sort of the aftermath, when Zune launched, they did a lot of things to be hip. And Jordan got a kind of a trickle-down Zune thanks to his connections in the hip entertainment industry. Oh, did so this have anything to do annoyed. with your rehearsal? Uh, yeah, yes, I was rehearsing. And uh, someone says, if you would be seen at rehearsals listening to your Zune, we'll just give it and to you gratis. watching some hardcore porn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With, I don't know Zunes, if you can watch things like Oh, that. you can. It has a very large screen. Very yeah, clear. Very nice screen. Mm. Um, uh, no, you know, I had had a lot of trouble with iPods before. I had a two iPods, which I felt like had prematurely broken. So you had a two iPod system for a while. Yeah, I right. did, yeah, yeah. Okay. A rotation. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, I, I, and, and after they broke, I brought them to the Genius Bar at mm-hmm. the Mac store and found them uh, less than helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, kind of had a general bad taste in my mouth about the the Apple MP3 experience. Uh, so when the chance uh, came to get this Zune, I figured, why not? I'm without an iPod, and and uh, I, I really like it. I think it's a great product. And uh, Jesse followed suit, but now I guess he's jumping ship for a yeah. So what happened is Zen or a Jordan had had these Sony Walkman or Jordan, some other fucking thing. Jordan had had these Whoa. bad experiences with uh, iPods. I was just too cheap. I think to he buy was just uh, telling us about those. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, but I could I go am... into more depth about when they broke, <laughs> no, what song I, I was listening like to. Hear Jesse tell in it. contrast, I, had, I was just really cheap, and I was using a Creative Labs Zen. Hmm. And what, what is that? That's like it was like an iPod. I don't know Rio Carbon. That's what I was using a Rio Carbon. Like it's like an iPod. A <laughs> There's a brand device. you don't hear every day. <laughs> a legitimate device. I think they've since gone out of business, but a quality <laughs> product in its day. And um, and finally the Zune, like the first generation of the Zune, when they introduced the second generation of the Zune, sure. They were selling. I remember that day. They huh. were selling the first <laughs> right. generation of the Zune for like eighty five dollars on the internet and. Uh, I was like, wow, $85, I'll take one. And you know what? Zune is great. Um, fantastic device. And uh, eventually, um, Jordan and I, uh, I was I was eventually quoted in the New York Times Magazine about mm. Zunes um, in the excellent consumed column in the... Uh, and and I, Jordan and I had, by that point, I would say, become probably Zune's two biggest celebrity sure. prop- proponents. <laughs> 
You know, I mean, it depends. Like you associate Bill Cosby with Kodak Film and Jello and Jello and sure. other products, sure, right? And I mean, and Fat Albert. <laughs> oh, I yeah. guess it depends on how you feel about Deborah Gibson, formerly Debbie Gibson, mm-hmm. a bit, another big Zune user, and and her film um, Mecha Shark versus Giant Octopus or whatever that thing is called. What's that, <laughs> what? What's that movie called? I have no idea what you're talking about. You have about. officially lost me. Mega Shark versus Space Whale. You're you looking, ar- you're don't, looking don't around. Don't look at the, the Asian person. Okay. <laughs> John, look. Get on the internet and type in Deborah Gibson and um, and Mecca something, and, and then uh, just a random collection of words. Type in Deborah Gibson and Shark. Type in Deborah Gibson and Shark, and I'm going to continue to talk not about gonna, this. I can't imagine. Type, type in Deborah Gibson and Shark Tale, if you would. <laughs> See if there's any place streaming we can watch Shark Tale. Mega just... Shark versus what's it called? Mega Shark and Giant Octopus. Mega, Mega Shark, Shark versus Giant, Giant Octopus. Okay, so she's okay. the star of a little movie called <laughs> Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, alongside but she, she Lorenzo Lamas. I, pres- I she probably has a zoom. You know, okay. Jesse, I, I don't I don't want to be one of these. Uh, D- pretends not to know about a thing when he does. When okay. he said that, I had actually I remember seeing that in the video store. Okay, it's one of those funny direct to DVD. Full things. disclosure. Yeah, so I'm not going to be that like controversy erupts. Yeah, yeah, right. Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, starring Deborah Gibson and Lorenzo Lamas. Okay, so I I uh, uh, my wife talked me into buying one of these information phones. My wife. Wait, what? How does this, what does this have to do with... Good one, Scott. Hey, thank you. Man, this is amazing. This is better than any morning zoo I've ever been on. You're the human sound effects box. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Duborat, Duborat. Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't either. He's some sort of giant shark, from what I understand. Wait, what did what did you talking... What did that have to do with Zunes? I, what about I, your I wife? I feel like so, you stepped a, so skipped a step. So what happened is, I got... Uh, uh, I, we were Zune superstars. Sure. We had already popularized the f- phrase... Wait, why were you talking about Mega Shark? I was. Just I know giving, you got an iPhone. I, I was just. I know that's giving, the end of the story. I was just giving Deborah Gibson as a as a as a celebrity who may or may not be bigger than us. <laughs> okay, I thought. So but I thought she used one in the movie. I did thought we ever establish she used a Zoom? No. Or you just wanted to say I, the title of that movie? No, I, for, I had forgotten about that movie mm. until I said Deborah Gibson. Then I remembered that's why Deborah Gibson was in my mind. Okay. Um, so, but Teresa convinced what me. What a tangled web of a tale this is. Teresa. <laughs> and interesting, too. Wait, no, it's not. Not like the clear point-to-point tale that is the shark. The shark tale, yes. Yeah. Well, see, Oscar had a dream. He was a little fish who wanted to be a big fish. And the best way he felt he could achieve that goal was to claim he had slayed a shark. You and, you and BJ Porter, you're... Uh, Wait, back to your Zune. Okay. So, uh, I I had a Zoom. Stretch this out even Jordan further. Jordan and I were well known for inventing the the key Zoom catchphrase, "Rocketed up your Zoom hall," which is what you do when you send songs back and forth. Oh, that's right. That was a other. main feature of the Zoom. Exactly. It continues to be. The Zoom still exists. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, so we were Zoom celebrities. Certainly, Jordan has been to the secret Zoom club in downtown mm. Los Angeles, though I can't say I'd ever been. Is that uh, at Disneyland, and that's the only place Jordan's they serve been, alcohol? It's true. It's been there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been to both those places. But uh, uh, yeah, no, in the Zoom space, uh, what they will do is uh, kill a Cambodian man while you watch and throw <laughs> wads of dollar bills at him. Yeah. And then it has nothing to do. I don't. I didn't see a Zoom in the whole place. This oh. is just I had something a great time. that Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer's really into, <laughs> I guess. And so you know, it's one of those things, a fan service type of deal. So. 
we're celebrity Zune enthusiasts. Sure. And I I believe that's been heavily established. (laughs) I feel bad about leaving my Zune behind, but Teresa convinced me to buy an information phone. And um, uh, And you feel like a fool for the last five years you've had the Zune? No, because they're about... uh, They're about the same. Frankly, I kind of like for for listening to music and stuff. Hmm. This is, you know, people are going to bitch at me because they're going to think I'm saying this to be ironic or as a joke. I like the Zune a little bit better. Like, they're comparable. They're totally comparable. Like, equivalent things, I I don't think that if you have an iPod, you should run out and get a Zune. All Mm -hmm. I'm saying is... Given the choice, I actually like Zune a little bit better for the music management and stuff. But obviously, iPhone's really neat. Uh, it's a neat device. Can you rocket anything into your eye hole? Oh, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's a challenge. May I rocket something into your eye hole a little later? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Looks like we've got some hardcore porn going on over there. Uh, you were about to. Were you about to prompt Scott? Uh, oh, I, well, I, I Wait, are we still on the intro? Or yeah, is, yeah, or is the, the intro? I just Actually, do... it's now the outro. <laughs> Two minutes ago, it changed to the outro. Okay, so, uh, um, finish I, strong, Scott. I just, had, strong. I just had a quick question because you yes. guys, you and you and BJ, who also created the comedy Death Ray, the yes. popular comedy BJ night, Porter, uh, yes. were um, you guys are uh, you guys are comedy writing team together as well, and you know, uh, uh, comrades at arms. Sure. Um, you guys were the you guys were the credited writers on Shark Tale too, no. right? Oh, oh, uh, the. The sequel never got made. I hate to break oh, it to you. Oh, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it, it does not exist. Oh, so why do I remember that then? I don't know. Credited or it no. Must have been, it must have been when you guys were on The Sound of Young America, um, mm-hmm. maybe three or four years ago. We it were must deep have... in the middle of that you, whole that experience. Was, that was the big, that was the talk of the town. Yeah. Hollywood was buzzing Shark about Tale Scott Tale 2 BJ's... to never come out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, number one, number one came out, uh, and we we were not the credited writers and because then, we did not write that. Right. So number we got so, additional dialogue by. Credit. As as I understand it, number one came out. Yes. Right. And then they got the script for number two and went straight to number three. <laughs> yeah. Number three will. No. Uh, uh, we were writing number two while also writing number one. Okay. If that makes sense. Because uh, they, they, they kind of liked where Shark Tale was going. They think this is going to be big. Let's have yeah, two th- in the hopper. We came into the process, I remember, a year before it came out, which was two years into the Shark Tale experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a script was already written, but much like every animated movie, they rewrite it and rewrite it and right, rewrite it. Because originally you had you had been hired to uh, do Simply some comedy write... stuff on Prince of Egypt. <laughs> yes, of course. A lot of a lot of funny things happened in yeah, that movie. Right. Um, but uh, none of which I can really think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Something I, about a burning bush. Yeah, I think uh, is that the greatest story ever told? I can't. I what was the plot it was of that? One of the top stories ever told. Um, yeah, so we were certainly we one were of the bro- top stories ever told by DreamWorks Animation. <laughs> uh, Beowulf, the first story ever told. Oh, that's mm. true. I saw Good that the point. other like about three days ago. Did you enjoy it? Uh, it's crazy. Have you seen it? No. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really exciting. I wasn't yeah. prepared for it to be that, like, intense. It's, it's, if every movie had that kind of action and yet wasn't set in one room like Beowulf is, yeah. then <laughs> movies would be amazing. But, 
But uh, unfortunately, they just decided to put uh, everything in the Mead Hall of Shame. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a there's a there's a there's a dragon chase above the Mead Hall. Sure, at the very very end. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, are you, are you? I think feel like you were just excited about seeing Beowulf because it was one step closer to your dream of seeing Robert Zemeckis uh, adapt uh, Gilgamesh. Well, one 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 day when uh, when Hollywood stops being afraid of ancient Mesopotamian creation myths, Jordan, Jordan are that, you are you a mesh head? I, I am, yeah, I do. Uh, I I just got back from MeshCon. Ah. Uh, you know, it was fun. We uh, we we sat around. We um, chopped down all the forest in Iran. We suckled at the teat of beasts. Oh my. And oh wait, we married a meteor. That's the, those are like the three funny Gilgamesh things that I remember, Ugh. and then nothing else. Oh God, what was his? Anyway, he had a he had a man friend that was named something funny. I forget, <laughs> like a man companion. Anyway, I, uh, I I started watching Beowulf, thinking, oh yeah, I know what this is, and I'll, I'll be familiar with it all. I I realized I had never read it um, about five <laughs> minutes into it, or at least never read that version. Where uh, Beowulf almost uh, gets fucked in the ass by a spear, a three D spear. Yeah, yeah. They, that's not mentioned in the poetry, <laughs> the epic poem. So in the three D, the mm-hmm. audience is placed in the position of being Beowulf's butt. <laughs> is that what you're saying with the three D spear? Uh, yeah, I guess to... that is uh, Beowulf butt ov. Sure. <laughs> you know how they say that Star Wars is actually from the perspective of R two D two and C three PO. Yes, right. The whole... Beowulf is actually from the perspective, yeah. perspective of his he anus. Was... The entire movie is very scared of getting fucked in the ass. And, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, no, it was fascinating. Uh, you should see it. Really, really. Yeah. Jesse's, sincerely, Jesse. Sincerely, Jesse's really... easily scared though. Was it scary? Oh, really? He's like easily uh, yeah. upset by scary things. There's, yeah, it's, it's legitimately. Yeah. Really? Scary things uh, mixed with the most boring things you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know so why boring. they felt what like... What happens in it? Well, I, I think because they wanted a certain amount of gravitas. Right. Um, so they're be- making an epic film. They're making an epic film with Anthony Hopkins and John Malkovich. And, and 3D. Uh, in the creepy motion capture style that uh, no mm-hmm. one ever quite looks at each other and just kind of talks <laughs> at each other and around each other. Uh, because of that, they thought they would have to put in a lot of scenes with uh, a lot of drama. So right. you, and Neil Gaiman wrote the script along with Roger Avery, and uh, I, I believe Neil Gaiman was probably in charge of the more heady scenes where <laughs> two women just sat there speaking for five minutes in a computer-animated movie about who loves the king more. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, this was if The I'm queen not mistaken, and the king's mistress have yes. a very tense... Oh, uh, very tense. Very, yeah. So much meat on that scene. Mm-hmm. It's uh, this this film, if I'm not mistaken, nah, was Ibsen, anyway. I was gonna say something about Ibsen, but then uh, I, I couldn't get it together in my head. This film Continue. was conceived conceived as a, like a sort of a super violent follow up to the Polar Express. Correct? Yes, that's right. <laughs> if you were a fan of Polar Express. And if 20 years have passed and you're finally able to see grown-up movies, this would be the perfect <laughs> film for you. Unfortunately, only two f- years had passed. Right. Um, yeah, sure. it's, I don't know why we're talking about it other than I just saw it, and it hasn't been out for years, probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. This is not... Uh... Oh, this is our Hot Topic segment. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's hot Topics. Got... Yeah, the Hot Topic is... In other news, I hear they remade Freaky Friday. Oh. Thoughts? <laughs> Sacrilege, guys? Sacrilege? <laughs> You don't mess with that. Why are they raping my childhood? <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry to bring it up, but can I, I say, uh, well, speaking of raping yes. my childhood, just really, really <laughs> well, you, quickly, you said raping, really quickly. I'm really upset with. Wait, hold it. You can't like you can't 
make your own segue like yeah, that. I'm really. fine if you want to talk about something, but it's like if I said, speaking of Transformers, hey, now that we're all talking about Transformers. Okay, well, well, Transformers was a way. real shark tale. Let me put it this way. <laughs> speaking of shark tale. Speaking of Transformers, Jordan, there are two people that I'm really upset with in the world right now. Number sure. one are people who are angry at Transformers the movie and Transformers 2 the movie because it's ruining something about Transformers the terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible television program and children's toy. Number two is people who aren't upset about that and went to see Transformers 2. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Well, I don't appreciate the kind of language. Okay. Um, so yeah. first I know you have a delicate sensibility. <laughs> I uh, I have not seen it. I I barely saw the first one. I must admit, even though I did work on the MTV Film Cinema Awards, they did not screen that for us prior. Yeah. It's did a, you have to spoof it in any way, just with the uh, without any knowledge? I remember of... we wrote something for it, but no one associated with the movie would do it. <laughs> <laughs> they all turned it down. There's actors in that movie. <laughs> Couldn't get John Turturro on board to come in. And, <laughs> yeah, I bet uh... I bet Tatoot would have done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what his friends call him. <laughs> hey, to toot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't like, know what the big oh, deal is look, about that. Look, it's one thing to go see Transformers One. Did you see it, by the no. way? No, of do course you not. Okay. I'm fucking. Of course, I didn't see it. No, it's you're terrible. A, you're a grown up. I'm a fucking. I'm you're a, a grown ass man. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. That's what it amounts to. Even a child who's not an idiot doesn't want to see this movie. Yeah. Jesse, you have Babe Pig in the City on VHS. I just that's want to, just want to point that out. Uh, that's a great movie. I'm Thank you very much. Babe Pig in the City is a great movie. Are you one of the people who says, that's so much better than Babe? Well, Babe's pretty great, too. <laughs> They're both great. Babe is great, but I like Babe Pig in the City better. I think Pig in the City is intolerable. <laughs> really? What if it were a shark? <laughs> that's all I could think of when I watched it. Yeah, I can understand. That's the screenwriter's oh. mind at work. Oh, I'm, not a, I'm not a professional screenwriter. <laughs> yeah. You can see the little thing. A little change here. Yep. A little change What direction there. it could possibly be. All of a sudden, it's the hero's journey. It's like that parallel universe where it was a shark. That's uh -huh. all I can think about. Like fringe. Right. Yeah. That's all I can think about. Yeah. <laughs> You actually, you actually originally, you guys, if I'm not mistaken, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, either of you guys, I think Scott would know better. I would probably. You and BJ wrote the original. You're wrong. You wrote the first script for the new Star Trek movie, right? But it was, <laughs> it originally was, in a parallel was about universe. a shark. Yes. <laughs> a, sh a shark in, named a shark Spock. <laughs> in, in Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> yes. Spock went to visit Babe Pig in the city, in his city, in the titular city. Yeah. And, and it just uh, had a bunch of like fish puns in it. Like yeah. everybody into the underwater prize, Actually, which that, is the Enterprise. That does <laughs> that does remind me that uh, while we were writing number two, I was uh, concocting uh, the plot to Shark Tale number three, mm. which uh, I was very upset in Shark Tale one that uh, the currency, the form of currency that all the fish <laughs> undersea use are clams, uh -huh. and, which I thought was tantamount to slavery. Right. Uh, yeah. sure. so, so my idea was Shark Tale 3, Rise of the Clams. Oh, yeah, they're tired of being used as money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're not going to take it anymore. Okay, well, we're having fun. We're having a great time. we got Scott Ackerman here. Of mm. course, Jordan Morris is here. John the Intern sitting behind me, which is a lot of fun, because we can, mm. like, like as though we were a real radio program, hey, why don't you look up this, John? You know what I well, mean? Plus, we can play to him. He's a great audience. He's yeah. fantastic. Maybe only because I'm looking at he's him. He's been absolutely. He's been absolutely overflowing with laughter this yes. whole time. You can probably hear him on the microphones. 
you know. And when we tell a funny joke, he holds up a picture of tits. <laughs> okay, well, and they're like, all right. Unfortunately, your tits. <laughs> hey, tits is tits, Ackerman. Oh, God, I'm sorry. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Scott Ackerman, the person who was invited here and is listening. You can make up a real nickname. I mean, oh, if you, want you don't have to do characters. I'm Scott Ackerman, the boy detective. I know usually when oh, uh, people... You have to have a different one than mine. Oh. Right. Sorry. So just think of it. You can be different... boy detective too if you want to. You can think of a different nickname and you don't do characters. Okay. okay. Usually when you're on talk shows, it's because of your beloved characters. Yeah, that's. I. Uh, it's so heartbreaking out of those. Much I like know. Robin Williams having sure. a real conversation. Well, oh, Scott. The uh, aforementioned Robin Williams. I mean, Did frankly... you bring Grandma Mump with you? Hello. Yeah, there she is. Hello, baby. Oh, there she is. Tell me a little bit about where you got the idea for Grandma Mump. Well, I had the mumps as a child. Right. And I was bed stricken. Sure. And so that just let me, while I was in my bed in the dark, I just used to see the most wonderful things in my head. And the most wonderful people would come and visit me in my fever dreams. And then I would do their voices. And that's how all of my characters came apart. I don't mean to be presumptive at all. But was the Big Bopper one of the people that visited <laughs> you in your dream? He may have visited me and said, Hello, baby. <laughs> now, was that Grandma Mump or the Big Bopper? That was the Big Bopper. Uh, I can't remember anymore. It's very right? subtle. It's a yeah. subtle, right. subtle It is difference. a subtle difference. But I don't like to look in the past. You know, I like to look at the future. Subtle, it's those subtle... Hello, baby. <laughs> it's those subtle differences There's that turn... There's two things you love. Looking to the future and saying hello, baby. <laughs> Those are my two hobbies, if okay. you will. It's subtle differences that mark the difference between comedy and satire. <laughs> Parody and satire, yes. Yeah, sure. So, you know, oh, it's great to be here. It's great to have the great Scott Ackerman here. Scott also Thanks writes... for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. It's great to go. I've, I've enjoyed several episodes of your uh, new Comedy Death Ray radio program. Not all of them. Um, well, my favorite was the one that Jimmy Pardo hosted. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> But no, you you're doing a, a you're bitch. doing a really fan, you're doing a really great job there on the Comedy Death Thank Ray you very Radio. Much. Very happy to hear all the comedians that we love uh, on our on their own radio program. If I could suggest a starter episode for sure. all our podcast listeners out the there, the one Jimmy Pardo hosted, <laughs> that is, and then just stop and then listen to Jimmy Pardo's podcast because it's like that. Um, no, the uh, Scott uh, had an exclusive, uh, very in depth uh, sit down with Weird Al. It recently. was exclusive. No other reporter was there. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's just great. I mean, I, I uh, that was a treat. It was uh, he. He, of course, like many comedians, uh, was a boyhood idol. Mm. Um, and uh, I remember being fourteen, fifteen, and being so upset that I couldn't go to see his in three D tour, which was coming, <laughs> I believe, to the Universal Amphitheater that year. And uh, it was just, it was actually the first time I had physically met him. I had emailed him a few times, and it was just, he's such a pleasant guy. And uh, so open to talk to and, and did an hour and a half with us. You uh, did a lot yeah. of research for that. I and did. I listened to all of his albums over again and uh, just sat there thinking of all the questions that I'd wanted to ask him for the past 25 years. <laughs> right. And then you most of them were just about costume changes. Yeah. Now, when you get into the fat suit, <laughs> how long does it take you? 
Um, no, he was he was fantastic. I, I I got a lot of praise for the episode of being from his fans uh, because it wasn't the traditional uh, questions that he has asked. W- w- mainly right. the ones where they look up his Wikipedia page and say, <laughs> "Now Coolio is mad at you," even though that was 15 years ago. Yeah. I may be playing fast and loose with the facts when I say 15 years. Sure. It's been a long, long time. That's another one of my hobbies, playing fast and loose with facts. Scott, I am sick and tired of you going loosey-goosey with facts. I know. Um, But, yeah, it was great. Thank you very much for saying that. It was a a very uh, fun episode to do, a little more serious in the sense of sometimes the show is more comedy bits Mm -hmm. exclusively, and that one was a little more of an interview Oh, um, you know what uh, I? You know what I really enjoyed hearing on your show was it? Uh, this may have also been on the one with that Jimmy Pardo was hosting. Yes. The one where uh, 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 the one with uh, Paul Gilmartin and Maria Bamford yes. doing was that on the Jimmy uh, yes, Pardo? Yes, it was. One? You've only heard Shit. one episode. No, no, I've listened to other ones. I listened to one where you were playing a. I remember you were playing a Dragon Boy Suede song. Okay, that was you. That was you. You played yes, it. You I did chose play it, yes. a Dragon Boy Suede song and played it. That was in the first two minutes. What happened after that? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Do you remember anything Scott said, or you just remember the song? You got me there. You guys, I'm lost. That's fine. That's all right. It's a great podcast. Jesse doesn't like it, but, you know, Jordan is a fan. I just subscribed to it. I told you I just subscribed. I was thinking about what new podcast should I subscribe to, because I unsubscribed from the business. Oh, what is I that? Finally mm. cut the, I finally cut the cord to the business. Our, our, uh, our friend, I'm going to call him our friend. We met him one time, and he was very nice to us. Is he a Zoom friend? Uh, our friend Claude Brodesser-Ackner. Oh, just, Scott, so you know, The Business is a public radio show about the business of show business. Oh, I love that business! Yes. Yeah, on um, on the case, produced by KCRW, distributed by National Public Radio. Although, to be frank, distributed by National Public Radio, sort of in the same way that The Sound of Young America is distributed by Public Radio International, which is to say, to about three stations. <laughs> inside joke, y'all. Um, they're on the inside. They're here. They're here. Um, so uh, Claude Brodus Rackner, a charming host of that program, uh, left the show. Uh, mm. It is now hosted by a woman named Kim Masters from uh, thedailybeast.com. Um could not be more boring. Could not be more boring. I and I stuck with it for so long. I mean, that he left the show three months ago. What what type of advice would uh, this be giving you? Why would you be listening to it? I mean, you're a successful person in show business. Yeah. Why yeah. would you need that kind of a? Why radio would I need program? to know about what's going you on have in your the world show, of entertainment? You have your own studio. I mean, I've you got know, my own show. You're I've a got my own studio. I made a television pilot. Thank yes. you very much. I, uh, you know, I make news. I don't need to hear about yes, news. exactly. That's a good point. Okay, no, I, thank Actually, you. I think it's it probably worth piping up uh, that I, I actually still subscribe to the business, and I was as big a Claude Brodesser-Ackner booster as, as anybody. Uh, and yes, Kim Masters is a bit boring, but I, I think a, a very good interviewer, uh, delightfully dorky, and, and, I, and the content of the show is still top-notch. Did you just Jordan? call her a cunt? <laughs> Jordan, Did I? It sounds Jordan, like it. and the cunt. Is... Jordan, maybe she's <laughs> and a cunt. Oh, that cunt! I'm not going to say whether or not she's a cunt. That's for you to decide, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's for me to say. She does. She does do a nice job in the interviews. Yeah. I, I I give her credit for being for doing a nice job in the interviews, and I've always been a big fan of uh, the business producer Matt Holtzman, of course. Does uh, she listen his to the segments. show? No, I I, I hope she doesn't, because I because Jordan just calls her a cunt. <laughs> I know uh, that was uncomfortable. Oh, you know what I said? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Puns. 
I actually said Alan Funt. Uh, she's as as good as a young Alan Funt. Was but, there ever a young Alan Funt? He seemed uh, like an old man. Anyway, we're we're having fun. Something that um, <laughs> let's <laughs> remind ourselves we're having fun. Just having a good time talking about the business. Talking about KCR the business. W. Talking about other podcasts that are out there. Yeah, sure. So well, you freed up a little bit of room. I on freed your... up a little bit of room, so I subscribed to Comedy Death Row Radio. They're gonna mm. they're kind of gonna be shooting into my iPhone. <laughs> your eye hole, I believe, is what it's <laughs> yeah. called. Your eye socket. Uh, yes, that's right. You're right. They're shooting. Yeah. They're shooting on my eye socket. Check right it out. Have the Comedy Death Row Radio. Um. Jordan, I, I want to ask you some, about something that we, we talked about briefly before we went on the air that is something that I know that you are worried about. Yeah. This is a concern that you have in your life. The other day, uh, just down the street from here, there was an event called Lebowski Fest. Yes. Now, I will admit to have once having needed a guest on The Sound of Young America back in the days when I did the show live and booking the founders of Lebowski Fest on The Sound of Young America. Now, this was a long time ago, six years ago. Something has like it that. been around that long? It has been around that what long. What a long, strange trip it's been. So <laughs> many years ago, I booked the founders of <laughs> Lebowski Fest on The Sound of Young America. It was one of those things where um, I had never been to Lebowski Fest, but I was just like, well, I like the big Lebowski, and... You know, good for them. You know what I mean? Making a little fest. You know? So I booked them on The Sound of Young America. And I realized at some point that it's getting to be a little bit over the top. Sure. Uh, Yes. The Big Lebowski is one of those things. And I think all of us in this room can agree that it is a fantastic movie. One of the funniest movies. It's just Uh, really funny. Scott, do you feel similarly? I guess I'm just assuming you Uh, do. I saw it once. Okay. You should you should you should check it out again. It's a really fun movie. It's a great it's a great. It's really funny. A wonderful lead lead performance. I'm all about the future. Uh, a bit of a mess. <laughs> a bit of a mess Hello, structurally. Future. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gotten to the point where there was a guy who I worked with um, when I was working at counting votes in the uh, for the Department of Elections in San Francisco. Just the most horribly nightmarishly dull job. In Stuffing the ballot of... boxes is more like it. That's mm-hmm. what I heard. <laughs> he stuffed more than the ballot boxes. What? He stuffed butts with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, butts. <laughs> Um, there was a guy I, I there was a guy I worked with who watched The Big Lebowski on Sundays with his girlfriend every Sunday instead of going to church. <laughs> and that is The Big Lebowski is great and everything, but no, nah, that's that's a that's, that's like church for some people. It's like uh, you know uh, going to the Source Awards is like church for black people. <laughs> is right. that so? Yeah. Is that so? Yeah. I didn't know that. Have about you black heard people. that? Yeah. <laughs> they call it church. I, sorry, I didn't realize you have you had your hand on the pulse of African America. This is how they say it. They go, Hello, baby. <laughs> Let's go to church. Um, um what was yeah, the, the point big here? Le- the big Lebowski kind of falls uh it's in a category of things that are great. Right. But the fans of the thing are so obnoxious that it's hard to enjoy the thing. Other things in this category. Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah, sure. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The band Cake. Mm, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I remember I, I came up, uh, upon Cake on my Zune recently and, and re-listened to the uh, uh, album. Is this show sponsored by Zune? It, if it's not... <laughs> I, that uh, was one of the great disappointments. We never managed to get sponsored yeah. by Zoom. Did you ever even get a free Zoom? I, I know did, you did, I did in, get what, a, in your I rehearsal. Got a, I you got, got a free Zoom. Yeah. Because you mentioned Zoom so much. Yeah. They wow. sent me a, I lost my first Zoom. I bought my first Zoom with my own money. I lost it. 
And somebody talked to somebody, talked to somebody, and they sent me a free Zune. It took like six months. It First was actually, generation? It was really annoying. It was a Zune uh, 16. Wow. Second generation Zune 16. It had a squircle. <laughs> That's the square circle that uh, is the uh, control <laughs> device for a Zune. I was listening to the album Comfort Eagle by Cake. Fantastic album. One of my faves. I'm like, why don't I listen to Cake? And why did I not uh, buy any other albums after this? Because mm-hmm. they've made albums. I'm like, oh, right. It was that Cake concert I went to. Oh, and, what, happened uh, to the, what was it like? You know, it was just so full of, like, outrageous on purpose nerds. You know, it was so full of, like... Where know, was it, first of all? Set the scene. Oh, the Greek theater. I, I was there! Were you? I don't or, know. I oh, saw okay. them there once. Yeah, where, did De La Soul open up for him? Was it as part of yeah, the Yeah, and Flaming Lips. Yeah, 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 I was there. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it was a while back. I was in college. I don't remember anything being wrong with that show. Oh, boy. I just Wait a minute. Are you, are you talking about them. me? <laughs> I was. I looked at you. I'm like, there's the guy from Mr. Show. You Fuck got, him. You got to admit, Scott, you were wearing a fucking top hat. Uh, uh, that were. was made of a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. You, you had a bo- you had a and, bowler on and you were carrying a cane. And But you had on a, uh, a skeleton t-shirt. Yes, that's right. And uh, it was a birthday cake that had uh, a, a groom and a bride on top. It was a very confusing message. Uh, yeah, right. And uh, yeah, I you know I just feel like it was just full of guys. <laughs> what wearing... does that even mean? You're just going down this. Path. Some would call it a wedding cake, but no, it was a birthday cake with a bride and a groom on top. Oh yeah. It's uh, sure. a happy birthday, honey. And then it had the I will marry you today on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't technically cake; it was actually pumpkin bread. And then there was, yeah, that's another problem with it. <laughs> and then there was a, I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. And then there was I'm a, a fr- cake fan. Who was... frosted this pumpkin bread? <laughs> Guys, I was gonna make a Guy Fox Day joke. Okay, <laughs> sorry. We all quiet down for my Guy Fox Day joke. Uh, no, it's okay. Okay. I, I, you know, I just felt like it was just full of those, you know, dudes who like. You know? Oh, wait a minute. You were sitting in the cheap seats. That's right. I oh, was, yeah. I was with the rich people. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's got, why I didn't yeah. notice. You got to ride inside the flaming lips inflatable <laughs> bubble. Uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, just full of, you know, just those those nerds who like to shove it in your face by wearing, like, a SpongeBob t-shirt uh, out and, you know, like, what in bowling shoes. You know what? I have something to share about SpongeBob SquarePants. Don't tell me that you like SpongeBob SquarePants. It's fine to... Be the SpongeBob SquarePants is fine. It's I'm, fine to be a kid again. It's fine to no, it's not. Oh, that's the part that I'm not. Uh, <laughs> that I Excuse don't me, think I'll is just, fine. I'll be going. Scott, <laughs> look, slam. You're wrong. I can totally understand that if you've got kids who want to watch children's programming, you would certainly want to choose SpongeBob SquarePants because over, it's dramatically better than most over other... the Transformers. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean the choice don't is get clear. Him started oh, on that. sorry. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. But don't be a grown-up that watches children's television to, and then tells you about it. I Yeah, don't don't be the one who watches it by yourself. No, God. In the and, privacy of your own home. Or just wears the t-shirt, wears the... Oh, God. Now, I heard a rumor about SpongeBob SquarePants that his pants... Uh, is what they based the Zune controller on because the, <laughs> exactly. it's square. Is that correct? That's true. By the way, thank you. Uh, we're, we're actually contractual, contractually obligated to mention it once per minute. <laughs> okay. and I was starting to panic, and then Scott Ackerman slam dunk. Oh, we get, we actually get the we get the bonus for for mentioning the the uh, Hollywood connections as well. I actually sure. got I got twenty bucks for that Deborah Gibson thing earlier. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, um, I, I was actually uh, I was uh, to to go back to the topic on hand. I was going right. to ask you guys have have 
have things you liked been ruined by the obnoxious fans before? And if so, how do you deal with it? And how do you move forward with liking the thing? I'll tell you what I I tell you what was ruined for me uh, by obnoxious fans. It was a similar to your concert experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I went to see uh, a Boston Red Sox game at Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a I'm a baseball fan, uh, no doubt about it. Wait, did you where did you park your car? Because <laughs> there's this great place, uh, Harvard Yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty exclusive. I'll give you a map. How is it better than a normal parking lot? You say exclusive parking lot? What's oh, yeah. Well, not a lot of people know about it. In yeah. that is it just really close? Or, like, is it, oh. is it covered? Is, that, is it covered? Oh, is yeah. It's covered. Number wow. one. Yeah. yeah. Number one. That's oh, one. you're talking about Harvard Yard. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that is. but Yeah. Um, so Fenway Park. Fenway Park, the home of the green monster. You might know it as. Sure. Of course, Scott, you might know it as the home of the green monster. <laughs> of course. Um, it's a beautiful ballpark. In fact, I would say, uh, you know, I've, I've visited many baseball stadiums in my time. Uh, certainly the most beautiful. It really is a beautiful mm. place. It's a, it's spectacularly lovely. But I have never been to a baseball game with dumber baseball fans than this. Like when there's like 12,000 beach balls going and like people are like standing up in front of you during the baseball game facing the other direction, facing away hmm. from the field because they're following the beach ball that's bouncing around. Wow. You know what I mean? And it, and I've been to... Where are they? A beach ball game? Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. So Hello, I... beach ball. Come on, Scott. This is your thing. I don't know what you're talking about. I have about. to say, <laughs> Fenway Park ruined for me by obnoxious fans. I had a much, much less of a good time watching the ball game. I mean, I'm not like... But do anything public in Boston and you're going to be surrounded by assholes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go to that extent, you know, but I'm I'm not going to, you know, I'm not standing here to get in a fight disagreement with you about the city of <laughs> the great city of Boston. The, the oh one when I my I visited Boston once, I'm actually going back at the end of the month. Uh uh, uh the but the one thing I saw in Boston that seemed odd and alien to me was the couple this was I, I had a lot of saw were a lot we of in Boston together. Uh, no. Where were we in Boston together? No, we I think not. we were in Boston together. I've never at been some to Boston point. with you. Yeah, no, we had dinner in Boston. Have I you remember ever been right to by Boston Harvard. With me. I don't remember why we were there. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, it was right before we went to. Uh... Let's. We don't need to reminisce about this on the show. <laughs> yes, you know, we have been to Boston together, and we did okay. have dinner there once. Okay. Can we cut out the uh, last three minutes? Of yeah. <laughs> and the rest. of You the want podcast. to direct the rest of the show, Scott? <laughs> okay, just uh, cut out the last three, <laughs> and, and here we go. You Jordan. Uh, Remember when you uh, guys went to Boston together? I do. It's a long and interesting story. Uh, and then, uh, anyway, the thing in Boston that I saw that seemed a, a native Boston animal was the couple, uh, usually overweight, uh, they mm-hmm. can be any age, uh, wearing kind of matching full Red Sox gear and kind of walking around holding hands. Like the couple, both of them have hats, both of them have jerseys, and... Uh, you know. That's not exclusively Boston. That's yeah. the many city. I remember when I lived in Chicago and Milwaukee, there were you know Green Bay and Chicago people constantly. Like it seems like the further west you go, the less people care about sports. Uh-huh. You know, which I think is perfect to live in California and just not care. The, you know, I don't. I, what I'm amazed by, and I feel no, like that there's... the Lakers people are overturning cars. Yeah, but not the, not my kind of people. Okay, you know gotcha. what I mean. 
Then they'll, if, I'm talking about frank, white people. <laughs> you don't have any whites acting weird. I feel yeah. like I, I, get, I really get the feeling here, living here in Los Angeles, the, the people who like the Lakers don't really give a fuck about basketball at all. They just like an no. excuse to overturn a car. I, I, or they're it's, just looking for an excuse to act like they're hanging out with Jack Nicholson or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna go overturn a few cars at the Michael Jackson Memorial <laughs> on Tuesday. Hey, go, that's, that's yeah, good. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Are you gonna be there? It's gonna be. That's gonna be great. Well, did you did you get your entry into the lottery? I, you system? know what I did is I got some um I got some window flags. Mm, Michael some, Jackson window flags. Some rest in peace. So you look like a, a Michael Jackson diplomat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan, the, I will I will give that, and I also so Fenway Park was ruined. Fenway for Park you. was ruined for me. Has anything like this ever been ruined for you, Scott? Well, the aforementioned Tenacious D. I remember I used to go see them, you know, in small clubs, and then the bigger they got, the worse their crowd. <laughs> became yeah. to to the point where it was hard to go see them anymore because it was it's I, the last time I saw them was their last tour at a Universal Amphitheater and just the worst people what, um, this now, this side that, of Fenway Park who, <laughs> what I always wondered about that was like who were those because when we uh, Jordan you went to see you were with me when we went to see Tenacious D right yes. we saw Tenacious D you guys D go D everywhere their, together was it in Boston we <laughs> saw their second tour when we were in college uh, we mm-hmm. saw their second tour in like 2001-ish. Um, and they, I remember More they More detail, please. Had, yeah. And longer, boringer. <laughs> you guys want to do the show? Oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead, sorry. guys. I told a no, long, go ahead, story. No, Jordan, come back. Ahead. Come back. So uh, they, we, we went to see Tenacious D, and it was there was, a, there was this element of the crowd. We saw them at the Fillmore or something like mm-hmm. that. And there was an element of the crowd. What that, street is the Fillmore on? There was a, <laughs> there was a mook element. We're talking yeah. about the Fillmore East? Fillmore yeah, that's East? right, yes. Um, so there was a mook element. A but jockey it was, it element. It was 10%. It was mostly the same people. It got people, up to about 99.9. The <laughs> same people that went that went to see. We I, I remember going to see um, uh, uh, Mr. Show Live. It was mostly those same people. Right. With a few people where you're like, wait a minute, what's that person doing here? Yeah, but yeah. but this this last time when they toured, like around when their movie came out, they played like Madison Square Garden or something. Yeah, they did. I was yeah. like, how is that even like? No, they, they, I mean they're fun it, guys I and really funny. Wonder sometimes. I I I had this theory when I went to go see um, the KCRW, not to mention KCRW, or are you affiliated with KCRW? Uh, you can know. mention it. it doesn't okay. matter. Uh, I went to go. I mean, see... Jordan called one of their hosts a cunt earlier. <laughs> yeah, so. I heard that. Boy, that was uncomfortable <laughs> I'll say it again um, <clears throat> no I went to go see their uh, musical program at the Universal Amphitheater and um, I remember Coldplay was the headliner <laughs> and uh, I get the sense this that is, I, are they, they're different from Coldplay right? That's, that's right Okay. they're different from oh baby <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they. Uh, I get a sense that sometimes people like to go to something because it's a thing. Um, right. We were sitting sure. directly in front of a bunch of girls who talked very loudly throughout the entire Coldplay performance until clocks came on, and then they went, woo, throughout the entire thing, and then t- returned to talking. Uh, right? They were just there the to people, hear the single, the they, radio single. Yeah. I'm not going to – look, I, I, KCRW is a great public radio station as far as that goes, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's a strong element of the KCRW audience whose entire life is predicated upon that. 
that mm-hmm. going to see something because they, they heard it's a, a thing. Nerve. It's like this Los Angeles Hollywood. It, like it's a very specifically I don't LA. Think it's, yeah, it's thing. not. It's not case here. I just think that that it, it sort of struck me when I was there. The more famous you get the more you are just a thing that people will go, oh, I'll throw money at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if it's just a th- like, you know, I'm sure that Tom Cruise, that's how his movies opened so big for a while, because it's like, well, what do you want to... People are essentially bored at home, and right. you go, what do you want to do tonight? Well, there's this thing that everyone's heard of. That's why Transformers is so popular Barnum and why people and, go Barnum to and, it. Barnum and Bailey... Is, is that's the whole basis of this operation for a hundred years? Is just uh, the circus. Yeah, <laughs> people are bored. We yeah. have something to cure them of that. Yeah, I mean, that's to, all it is. To be fair, I think that like searching for new stuff on you know on the internet or you know searching out on Zoom dot com on Zoom dot com in uh, the social. Yeah, it's like searching out it's new media bucks. and right like there, twenty bucks. You know, going to see band, like going to see. Hey, a have band. you guys been checking out Wale's Mobisodes from his tour on Zoom.com? <laughs> Forty dollars. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Is it Wale? What's Wale. that? Wale. Wale. Oh, featuring rapper. Lady Gaga. He's a rapper. Wale. Oh, okay. Uh, to be fair, I think that that is is you know a pastime, please be fair a pastime for you know the college student or the unemployed or something like no, that that's so it's a, like yeah. when you have a job you're like ah oh, fuck you know i better just like i have to go to a thing and you don't know about it because you don't you yeah know. like sometimes i would see the ladies at the pharmacy uh, where i get my drugs and uh you know, all of a sudden they'd, they'd just be listening to, say, Star 97 or whatever, and yeah, it would play yeah. the same songs that you hear over and over again, but they would perk up, you know, when one that they had heard a lot would come up, and then they would sing along to it, and I think that's what it is. Like, all of a sudden you read in the paper that Coldplay will be here, and you this go, is, I know what it is! This is something amazing. When I worked in Washington, D.C., I worked at this Borders in Washington, D.C., there was this guy there uh, who was like he had a reputation in the borders, and it uh, every presumption that you're making right now about a guy who has a reputation for working <laughs> in the borders, absolutely correct, for being the guy who knew what the next big thing was, oh, yeah. like for being really hip and cool and into it. And um, I remember that the two things that that he was really into, and this is like I don't remember how old that was, was two thousand two or three, like a, a long time ago. You keep were, your age a secret too. Were cold, so. were Coldplay and Maroon Five. He was so oh, he was like Maroon was Five's those, huh? gonna Get be the ready. next big Get thing, ready. and then they were the next big thing. But what I'm wondering is like who is the person, and this isn't anything against Maroon Five, but like who is the person. Who not only like who that thing that a person has heard a million times and just likes because it's familiar. Like who's the person who's ahead of the curve on that? Right. You know what I mean? Like what? Like who is that person? Like who's like oh you know who's gonna be big? Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like that is especially an, since Coldplay had been out for two years by two thousand and two. Right. But what what the difference? But the difference for for Coldplay here. Is he anticipated that they were Coldplay, going to be giant? Cold, Coldplay going from sort of like um, indie, uh, indie superstar, indie, indie, like a indie star, sort of the like poor man's Radiohead, like just something right. that people like if they to something that everyone in to the world to something that would. somehow is a famous rock band, like a super famous. It's almost rock like picking band. stocks, entertainment stocks, in a way of like yeah, it's hitch so a ride weird. to Coldplay. It was sort of it, to me like that the that memory of that guy is like forever tied 
tied in with the guy who was training me and talked about how much he loved books and uh, showed me his collection of James Patterson first editions <laughs> because he loved books so much. Like, <laughs> what what world are these people living right. in? Not where they I've, talk. Not where they just go to it. Like, I'm that actually I can able. See. I am able to do that though. That skill that you're talking. Oh, about. are you? I know what is going to be super huge and on everyone's lips in uh-huh. about three months' time. Right? Is it a like a phrase or it's a... no? It's uh, it's entertainment stuff. Um, okay. It's, it's Wale Mobisodes on <laughs> Zoom.com. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was I was presuming that it was hello, baby. <laughs> no, no, just people saying that. Yeah, just, just like people guys walking. That'll be on everyone's it. lips. Yeah. Um, this is this is kind of a negative uh, action item, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, what is the thing that has been ruined for you by its audience? Uh, what has been ruined for you by its audience? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was going to say, like, I wonder who's going to call and say Jordan, Jesse, go. <laughs> 206-984-4FUN, of course, is our telephone number. 206-984-4FUN. Really? We take calls? Uh, yeah, we're going to take calls in just a minute. Oh, is this going out live? Uh, no. Oh, shit. I was supposed to be streaming this live. I completely forgot to. <laughs> uh, no, kind of what we usually do is people call a voicemail and then we respond but to them I really the next was going to stream this live. Okay, well, starting in the next segment, we're going to try and stream it live. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And I'm Scott Ackerman, world's biggest fan of Jordan Jesse Go. And I want a contest to be here. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's fantastic. That's a good nickname. Of course, you... dick sucking contest. <laughs> I suck two dicks. <laughs> so, Scott, as the world's biggest... The second biggest... place runner-up was actually one butt. <laughs> so you actually... it was a People misunderstood the rules, I think. So on, trouble. Scott... <laughs> you guys hear that? Scott, you're you're the biggest fan of Jordan Jesse Go. So you yes. already know that when li- something momentous happens to our listeners, we ask It's they... momentous time! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's called. We, momentous we, time. Yes, we ring the bell and we play momentous time. Here we go! Bell! Bell... John, the huh? John really dropped the ball. Oh, John, shit, the intern back there really the dropped the ball. The ball okay, bell. we asked the them to, to give us a call at 206-984-4FUN for a little segment we call uh, Momentous Occasion. So let's kick things off. Hi, Jesse. This is Tim. And this is Kimsey. Uh, we're calling from Minneapolis, and we just have a momentous occasion to share. Uh, we just adopted a little kitty cat thanks to... Mr. Jesse Thorne himself through the miracle of Twitter. That's right, folks. I saved a kitty cat's life. Hmm. How do you like that, Jordan? Uh, Have you ever saved anything? Nope. Scott, I mean, I've destroyed a lot. Quick question. Have you ever saved anything? Um, Because I saved a kitty cat's life. Wow. A kitten, a baby kitty cat. Um, Try that on for size, asshole. Wow, that's impressive. Where'd you find this kitty cat? Um, I and why were you going to kill it? Uh... <laughs> and why did you stay your hand? Okay, let's. Second question first. Uh, <laughs> it was giving me a weird look. Okay. Um, I, no, I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, ter- uh, two friends of Teresa's in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, found a kitty cat mewling in a bush. MPLS. A baby. You got it. A baby kitty cat. Beautiful baby kitty cat. 
Um, and they sent me a picture of it and said, and Teresa was trying to convince me to let us adopt this. I guess we would have flown to Minneapolis mm. to pick up this kitty from her friend's house or something. And it was, I'm going to be frank with you, this is a really cute kitty cat, but I don't really have any interest in having a kitty cat. Nothing against them. They're nice creatures, but they don't do enough, as far as I'm concerned, for me to be interested in having one living in my sure. house. They, they're, they're lovely creatures. I really, the last thing I would want to do is speak ill of kitty cats, but I'm just not that into them. You know, they don't do any, they don't go around acting dumb and goofy, which is what book. I like about a dog. You're so, just not that into kitty cats. You got it. <laughs> that, was, that was Greg Barron's fourth follow-up, <laughs> yes. if I'm not mistaken. Um, the great and very funny Greg Barron. Um, Moment of silence, R.I.P. Uh, so, <laughs> Greg Barron Make is, God laugh, Greg. Greg Barron is not <laughs> dead, ladies and gentlemen. What? Not dead. Hmm. Um, so uh, I put out on the Twitter a picture of this kitty cat and said, anybody in Minneapolis want to adopt a kitty cat? Tim and his lovely girlfriend, I'm presuming she's lovely because she's uh, the girlfriend of a Jordan Jesse Go listener, mm-hmm. uh, were looking for a kitty cat in Minneapolis. They went, they met this kitty, they adopted it, problem solved, I saved a life. Wow, congratulations to the three of you. <laughs> I uh, saved an Arby's once because I was the only guy that went there. <laughs> <laughs> and you do eat a lot of roast beef. I do. Is there more to this call, though? No, that's it. Oh, okay. It's for Jesse to brag about himself. Hey, it's 2.45 in the morning in Brooklyn on Thursday. I was going to town with some fried chicken. I got a crown fried chicken and seafood across the street waiting for the bus. And a 10-year-old Ford Explorer pulled up, and there was a green light, and he nods his head back and forth towards me, asking if I want to come in. Assuming he was a taxi, I, I just continued to go to town on my fried chicken, and then he drove away <laughs> looking angry. And that's when I realized that taxis in this area drive Lincolns, or they're yellow. Why does he say taxi on him? That was probably a sex pervert. Huh. Asking if I wanted to do sex things to him for monies. All right. Well, why is a ten-year-old driving a Ford Explorer? That's what I want. <laughs> it's a good yeah. question. Starting with that question, much less how did a ten-year-old become a sex pervert? Probably doesn't even have pubes yet. <laughs> well, he was probably molested himself, and yeah, the cycle yeah, would yeah. just continue. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I think I think that's really lovely. It's a lovely little story. Certainly a momentous occasion, solicited for sex by a man in a. Uh, uh, Ford Explorer. What I like in the one nice detail in this story, and I love to pick up on the little details. One detail I really enjoyed in this story is uh, that he's uh, his natural reaction to a cab pulling up is going to town on some fried chicken. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm starting to understand your point of uh, fans of something ruining the thing <laughs> for you. Or <laughs> I listen to these calls. Mr. Thorne. I am I just at a won wedding. The world's <laughs> gayest voice award. And I am without a doubt the best trust man here. And you know why? Because my suit was purchased from the host of The Son of Young America, Jesse Thorne, through the Maximum Fun message boards. This Wait. is Alex M. on the message boards, by the way. And uh, Jesse, I want to thank you very much for this suit. It fits me beautifully, and I look so fucking good. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm un- saving lives. I'm here. sorry to understand what this show is. I gave, Basically, when John it's screen the you, call. You have a you have a garage sale uh-huh. type podcast where you basically try to get rid of <laughs> your shit. This is like if you've heard in rural in rural, suits. in rural communities, they have that kind of thing where they you know people call in, they say, "Oh, I got an extra queen size bed." 
I need. I don't I'm, appreciate yeah, that offensive a, rural voice you're doing. It's real. I, that's like a real stereotype. I, I got I some. I got some. Uh, I got some extra farm equipment, a thresher, <clears> or right. what have you. What do you have they this call week in, to give away? They call in. They got. I got fourteen baby chicks. I need fourteen baby chicks. I got a thresher, and they swap. It's a swap. It's beneficial to all parties. That's what Jordan jo- Jesse so Go is like. Next week, are people going to be if calling in talking look, about how they got your Zoom? Look, if somebody's yeah. a size forty-two long. And they happen to need a suit. I happen to have an extra suit that I don't wear anymore. Does it smell like bacon frying right now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Something does, pork. Something. Some something. Pork. Yeah, it might something. be. It might be some sort of probably carnitas. Ah, oh, that would be so. You want? You guys yeah. want to get Mexican food after this? I do. I would. Um. All right. Well, do we have another <laughs> call on the line? Caller, are you there? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. It's yes, caller. From New Jersey. Hi there. Um, mm-hmm. go ahead. I have a momentous occasion here for you. Tell us um, about it just got out of a ska concert my first oh ska my God. concert uh, your first figured yeah. you guys would enjoy that or at least one of you <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um the lead singer of one of the ska bands he just uh killed himself he just <laughs> asked me if i liked the taste of my own pee pee thought that was kind of interesting and uh <laughs> and he, he encouraged me to go punch a friend and shit all right i uh, love the show bye <laughs> What, what what segment is this, Jordan? <laughs> you've been to a you've been to a lot of Sky concerts. Oh, sure, absolutely. So you can so you can verify that this person should not have called in because this is not momentous. Par for the course, yeah, I would say. Absolutely. This is the kind of you, thing you'd expect at a typical. It sounds like it might have been a Guar concert. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why have you been to a lot of Sky concerts? Uh, Scott, I grew up in Orange County. So did I. Uh my I my formative years where one goes to a lot of concerts. So were mine. We're in 1996. Oh, the height. Of, the height of uh, of the third ska revival. Yeah, yeah, and uh, definitely, uh, definitely a big time for Orange County. Sure. Scott Ackerman, am I misremembering that you're high school friends with a member of uh, ska band? No doubt. Uh, uh, you are not misremembering. Oh, yes. okay. Oh. Hmm, interesting. The plot thickens. <laughs> I've been to a lot of ska concerts myself. <laughs> sure, as a matter sure. Uh-huh. The Donkey Show. Well, let, <laughs> oh yeah. Let me ask you this question, okay. Scott. Perhaps you've seen Do Let's you Go like... Bowling once or twice. Do you, no. sir, like the taste of your own peeping? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a this is a bizarre segment. Okay, we got one more one momentous more? occasion. Right. Here we go. Caller. You guys, it's Elizabeth in Chicago calling oh. with a momentous occasion. Things just got sexy. Um, I work in dog rescue, and my rescue group has just taken in a pug who was found as a stray in Chicago, and I've decided to name said pug Bammer slash Bam Bam after my Max Fun Con roommate, Maria Bamford the Bammer herself, who is a pug owner, lover, and friend of animals. We met Elizabeth at Max FunCon, a super nice lady. Sure. Class X. She named a pug after the Bammer. That's not weird at all. That's not. Because the Bammer she, loves pugs. Why She's is got she two. her roommate? They, well, the, the uh, accommodations at Max FunCon were what's called a condo. We, had a, we had a con. Oh, I see. It was a con, we had a con. A con you should, con. We should start yeah. by saying we had a con. Yes. No, I know that. Okay, yes. so you know that we had a con. Oh, so everyone knows that. At our con, we had condo lays, like most cons have. <laughs> now, a condo lay is part condominium, part chalet. Oh, I thought it was a lay that you gave everyone who <laughs> went into the condo <laughs> and said aloha. 
which means hello or goodbye. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, so I thought that that's a nice that's a nice little story, don't you think? That is nice. Yes. It's all pets. John, apparently, John's really into pets and uh, deviant sexual acts. That's why he chose these yeah, this momentous was either, occasions. This was either this was uh, the, the theme of this uh, segment should be pets or dicks. <laughs> so <laughs> out of the out of the, of the many two. many calls, John sifted through all right, of them, and these were of... the best. Apparently so. Fantastic. Because that's because they were so great. I'm on board. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, callers. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott Ackerman, butt sniffer. Yeah, that was suggested by suggested, somebody who yes. we're trying out, uh, streaming the sh- recording of the show on Ustream. I announced it on my Twitter, Young American. And uh, Scott, you're, you're popular, you're quite popular on the Twitter. What's your Twitter? Scott Ackerman, uh, yeah. Jordan's Jordan underscore Morris on mm-hmm. the Twitter. So anyway, sure. I typed into the Twitter. We're recording live and we're going to try streaming it. And it's working pretty good, I think. I think people are happy with it. We got we got 60 people or something like that there. Um, so anyway, we're having a good time. Aren't we, though? We're doing good work. Aren't we, though? And you know what? What better time to bring bring back an old favorite on The Sound of Young America? I mean, on Jordan, Jesse, go. It was a favorite on The Sound of Young America in its defense. Sure. <clears throat> we live in a world of moral uncertainty, surrounded by difficult choices, enshrouded in a fog of indecision. Luckily for us, there's a beacon in the darkness. There's Hang It Up, and then there's Keep It Up. First, Hang It Up. Sports sunglasses. Are you playing a sport? No? Just an asshole? Hang it up, sports sunglasses. Complaining about Kanye West. Well, he's certainly a lot more awesome than you are, so why don't you shut your pie hole? Hang it up complaining about Kanye West. Mustache. If you're seriously wearing a mustache, it's kind of embarrassing, and if you are wearing a mustache as a joke, you are a terrible person. Hang it up, mustache. Jack White. I admit, this is based exclusively on a picture of him that I saw on the cover of a Guitar World magazine that belonged to my father and of my father-in-law, but he looked like kind of a dick. So, hang it up, Jack White. A popsicle that fell off the stick. Not cool, popsicle. Not cool at all. Hang it up, popsicle that fell off the stick. And now, keep it up. What a special gift you have given us, Dairy Queen. A gift worthy of your majestic name, for it is truly fit for a monarch. Keep it up, Blizzard. Pork shoulder. Oh, the tender flesh of the pork shoulder is truly a great delight. Keep it up, pork shoulder. The Edge. Again, this one is also based exclusively on the picture on the front of the guitar uh, guitar world that my father-in-law had. But he just looked like a really decent fella, so keep it up, The Edge. Summer haircut. Oh, the most refreshing of haircuts. Keep it up, summer haircut. Eagles. A glorious symbol of a glorious nation. Keep it up, Eagles. That was it.
What about uh, the Eagles? Hang it up. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. that's a... Hang it up all night and all day. Hmm. Were, were they on that very same aforementioned <laughs> Guitar World's uh, magazine cover? <laughs> it really it was... It was... Uh, it was uh, Jack White, and this guy just had a puss on, you wouldn't believe. He mm. just had his, like, how... Old Sour Puss White! <laughs> <laughs> he just had on, like, he's got that horrible haircut that just looks bad. Mm-hmm. He just he just was, like, trying so hard to, like, look he like... He has the mustache of a musketeer. He just mm. he just was trying to look like he, he didn't want to be there. Just so hard, like, so transparently hard he was trying to look like. And he's standing there with uh, The Edge and Jimmy Page. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? If you're on a, ma- a magazine cover with The Edge and Jimmy Page, maybe you don't try and be the cool one. You know, maybe you're just like, hey, this is neat. There's The Edge and Jimmy Page. To be fair, you did not see the entire roll of film. That's maybe true. he was smiling in every yeah. other picture. But just that and one was so good of the edge and, and Jimmy Page. Giving, given his public persona, he's well known as a smiley fella. <laughs> now, this, from what I, I, I gather, this is probably the cover of this magazine was for a documentary called... Uh, that's the, like it's the world's biggest assholes. The world's biggest assholes. Uh, right. I forget what it's called. It's called like uh, and they just happen to all play guitar. I it don't... might get loud. It's, it's called like, like a guitar, guitar fellas. Yeah, it's like guitar it's buddies. Guitar fellas. Anyways, I went to the press junket for this and met both Jimmy Page and Jack White. Jack White was nicer. Really? And he liked to goof around. From, well, by all accounts, he is a very, very nice guy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang it up, Jordan's personal experience. Keep it up. <laughs> Jesse's <laughs> snap judgment. judgment. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Scott, that's you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scott, come on. And, and I am the wonderful, big bopper-loving Scott Ackerman. Let's all make a pact to kill ourselves after the show. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> finally. Much like Air McNair and his murder-suicide pact. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Was that, was that the, what happened? They say that it it was a murder-suicide, but I don't know if a pact who was involved. Was, who I was mean, the murder and who was the suicide? I believe uh, Air McNair was murdered, and the girl he was with was the suicide. Oh, well, because Air McNair wouldn't want to commit suicide. He's a NFL no. football great. Hey, guys, I don't He's a star football about. player. I don't know what you're talking about. Well... Some news oh, Jordan, broke on that the reminds 4th of July. Me. Some people, uh, I, I have, I felt bad because I've talked on the show too much about the uh, late 1980s, early 1990s San Francisco Giants. So yeah. I am instituting a moratorium on talking about the late 1980s, early 1990s San Francisco Giants because I know you don't follow sports, you don't follow baseball, no. you don't care if I want to talk about Jose Uribe. What's yeah. Jerry um, Rice up to now? Uh, he he's, thinks he can dance. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know he was on that. Not mistaken. Um, so I just want to let you know, moratorium. Oh, so I'm going to focus thanks. on uh, the, the, the Tennessee A's. Titans. I'm going to focus on the A's oh. and like a Walt, mostly Walt Weiss and Carney Lansford. So, so you're just going to do the same thing. Walt Weiss That's and Carney right. Lansford. Uh, let's, right. let's go to the telephones. John's picked out a couple doozies for us. Hello, caller. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. I just what about me? I wearing a JJ Go t-shirt, and I was gonna give him a heads up, say like, "Hey, dude," but we need like a code phrase or something. Like, and I was gonna say like, "Hey, boner society," but there's no way I'm gonna say like, "Hey, boner society," because if the guy isn't like totally caught up with the episodes, that would just <laughs> make me sound insane. So uh, that's a that's a action item for you guys. Come up with a cool code word for the secret society. Do you that's feel- a good. 
So we, we have this organization yeah. called the Boner Society. Right. Um, but if you don't know about that, that's a little weird to have weird someone to say, yeah, wink because at it's you. Totally, I mean, the thing <laughs> of it, the thing Especially of it if is... you're chowing down on some fried chicken. <laughs> sure. Yeah, going I mean, to the town. Guys going in to a 10-year-old in a Ford Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing about the Boner Society... If you're some kind totally, of car baby. It's totally not a sex thing. A lot of people assume it's okay. a sex thing, and you can see how it would be easy to assume, but it's just about reaching your Mainly because of the word boner. It's about reaching your maximum potential. Oh, right. It's about... About living up to your dreams and doing all, being all you can be, as the old mm-hmm. army commercials used to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think that a good answer to this problem, if you see somebody in a Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt, or if you just want to secretly, uh, you know, figure Acknowledge. out, yeah, you go up to them. You say the motto of the uh, Boner Society: Ever Skyward. Oh, right? Ever Skyward. It's elegant. I th- I would think that it's... would be even weirder if I didn't know. What you well, were you would just about. assume that they were in a like a death cult, <laughs> which is I, not nearly so weird. I mean, I, even NFL greats like uh, Air McNair. Air McNair. <laughs> R.I.P. Air McNair. What I've pieced together is that some football guy had some weird suicide thing recently. <laughs> Uh, he was shot many times, which former I former quarterback happens. for the oh Tennessee yes. Titans. Yeah. Uh, I think simplify, simplify. Just say gofuckyourself.com. <laughs> gofuckyourself.com. Yeah, and see what they and say. And see what they have to say. Yeah, you know? yeah. Jordan, you're part of this, Jordan Jesse Go. You're the Jordan half. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what do you have to say? What do you think about say, just saying Ever Skyward? Just give him a little pat on the bottom. Just a pat on just the rear? And see how they, yeah. People used to do a, a handshake in order to tell because everyone you met on the street you would give a handshake to. Mm-hmm. Now there's far too many people in the world to give everyone a handshake. You right. try. Right. Sure. You know, but, but uh, there's you, overpopulation. You miss some this is another one of the problems of overpopulation. If you go to sub Saharan Africa, there's children who have never shaken a hand because there's just too many people. Too many people. And they don't even know the secret handshake. Too many people were they to shake someone's too hand. Too many people, not enough fava beans. So they're <laughs> undernourished, malnourished. I mean, I would say we should create a secret handshake, but it's going to be tough because of this. Uh, it's an audio, audio program. Audio program mm-hmm. we have. So, what uh, do you think our secret what, handshake could be? It's like a. a I, wait, I have a better idea. Okay, secret mouth shake. Oh yeah, that's a good. You just idea. go up to someone and give them a mouth shake. <laughs> you, okay, you shake their mouth Done. with your mouth. Well, problem solved. Okay, well look, look just, French, just French them is what you're saying. Just wait, give what? Them, just French them. I feel, no, it's a mouth shake. Oh, Don't I'm be sorry. so crude. I feel like this would make an excellent. I feel like this is an excellent action item. So I'm going to throw it open to our audience and say, what is the? How can a, a Max Fun Sir or Jordan Jesse go fan? Recognize another one. Uh, is there some secret exchange, a handshake, a secret password, a series of eye blinks? What can we do to recognize each other in a public place? Why don't we say that until that is figured out by your audience, yeah, that no, it'll no, be about you say no, or you say ever skyward and right. then kiss someone full on the lips, right, with tongue? Sure. Because well, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. is there another way to kiss? Done. Okay, done. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Mr. Butt. No, you are not Mr. Butt. Someone <laughs> oh, who is. Oh, I want to be Mr. Butt. You stole that, Scott. <gasps> I'm Mr. Butt. Okay. <laughs> Here's your okay, juice. Scott. Here's your juice box. Go lay down. Oh. Take your nana. No, I'm not Mr. Butt. I'm Scott Ackerman. Uh, thanks for listening to. You're saying Mr. Butt because for the benefit of the 10,000 people who listen on the podcast rather than the 40 who are listening live, (laughs) someone logged into the chat room with the name Mr. Butt. He has yelled hi-yo in the (laughs) chat room. It has made us laugh so much to hear 
Mr. Butt. Yeah. Those two words together is just magic. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. I, you know what? We had a lot of fun on this show this week. Thank yeah. you so I had much. A great for time. Me. It was so nice to have you here, Scott. Is Scott Ackerman is. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to recommend a couple of things to check out if you're oh, interested great. in Scott Ackerman. Uh, number one, I'm going to recommend that you check out his Twitter feed. It's at Scott Ackerman. At Twitter.com slash Scott Ackerman. Uh, Ackerman, A-U-K-E-R-M-A-N. That's true. It's a combination of uh, great jokes and the world's worst jokes. Right. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, I'm going to suggest that you check out uh, the web series Between Two Ferns with Mr. Zach Galifianakis. Yes. Uh, because uh, Scott Ackerman and, and B.J. Porter work uh, with Zach Galifianakis to create this web series. That's right. We uh, we write them, but we can't actually say that we write them because they're supposed to be real interviews. Right. But we, it's a combination of Zach riffing and us writing. Right. And interview. they're spectacular. They're just really hilarious and really, really funny. And also uh, very impressive because, uh, you know, the, the idea of someone writing something for Zach Galifianakis is a challenge because he has such a unique voice. Yes. You guys do a fantastic job Thank you that. very much. Yes, they're a lot of fun to do. And you know who else does a good job? Uh, Zach Galifianakis is good at that, too. Yes, he is. Challenging, <laughs> but he's quite good at he's it. He's figured himself out. Uh, number three, of course, uh, Scott Ackerman uh, hosts the uh, podcast slash internet radio show for Indy 1031, the uh, not-actually-a-radio-station radio station here in Los Angeles, uh, called uh, CDR Radio, Comedy Death Comedy Ray Death Radio. Comedy Death Ray Radio. You can look Look it up on iTunes. Yeah. We're in our tenth show, and they're and they're really great. You can check out. Uh, of course, Jordan's favorite is um, the Weird Al. The episode. Weird Al episode. Um, I really enjoyed the one where with Jimmy Pardo. Right. <laughs> we'd, uh, um, we've had a couple of great. We just had Amy Mann on uh, two days ago. Uh, she was my co-host. Uh, that the, that lady's a class act. Yes, she's fantastic. If, if anybody's going to class up a joint, it's going to be Amy nominee. Mann. Right? Yes. Oscar nominee. Oscar nominee. First Oscar nominee on my program. And a very You've had nice very woman. many. Of oh, them, I've sure. had millions, hundreds yes. of. Of, of of Oscar nominees, um, <laughs> as well as people involved in the production of Oscar quality films like uh, Babe Pig in the City, <laughs> or Oscar, <laughs> starring Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> It's um, not a bad movie. Uh, no, it's not a bad movie. Except our, for him. He's, our, <laughs> he's horrible. Our theme music is uh, Love You by the Free Design, available on their uh, compact disc. Uh, Kites are fun, the best of the free design from Light in the Attic Records, which there's a thread on the forum right now. I tell you, people are always emailing me, buying that CD changed their life. Uh, there's a thread on the forum right now about how wonderful it is. My gums hurt. <laughs> I've a lot of gum pain. I mean, I'm a person probably. I hope you don't disease? see a fan of the show because he's going to give you a greeting that might exacerbate that. Oh yeah, <laughs> when he Frenches me. And uh, I got a I got a great idea, you guys, yes. for how we can uh, take this show out. Let's hear it. Why don't we play uh, Scott Ackerman's new single? Oh, I have a brand new single. The blogosphere is a buzz about it. I oh, mean, people the, are going bonkers. I just released it on is Friday. Is it all over MySpace? It is. It's ever. That's the great thing is you know once you put it out there, you can't take it back but you know people either love it or hate it but everyone's talking about it that's the great thing as an artist just to hear people talking about i know what content. that is like. internet content oh. if people want to get this single they can get, they can find it maybe on your twitter feed i just put a link up to a free download of it on my twitter feed it's uh, can you i mean can i put they it, purchase it for sale oh no i put it out there for free but what i want to see is i want to see people remixing it right. and you know mashups are you gonna you put know? up the stems are you Oh, all the stems, stems, all the seeds. Yeah, gotcha. we're getting yeah, all yeah. of that going. Scott, tell us, tell us a bit about this. What is this single? Oh, uh, well, uh, you've heard of Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, yeah. Uh, have I ever? I heard him that. on Comedy <laughs> Death Ray Radio. Now, look. Oh, wait, that was Jordan. <laughs> he is the best at what he does, okay? Yeah, sure. Now, I am the best at what I do. 
which is exactly what he does. Okay, now, uh, <laughs> there's a song called Birthday Sex by Jeremiah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, and uh, I decided to do a parody of it. And uh, just released, just dropped on Friday. It is called Birthday Checks. Okay. Um, not about the uh, famous cereal, yeah. but uh, about the checks that people send you on your birthday. Quick question. Yes. Do you think you have established the premise of this single enough? I'm not sure. <laughs> I would it requires love to go more into establishment. It. Because I know, of course, Weird Al's the best in the business. Mm-hmm. He does those spoken word interludes. <laughs> yes, where album. he explains every single song before. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what I like a, to do. A lot of times it's a, in a Weird Al song, you're looking at a pretty complicated joke. Yeah. Well, this one is so complicated that it really does. I really did need to set up the clip because okay. if you just listen to it you may not get the subtleties okay. which uh, i've been able to uh, sort of explain to you absolutely well that's it that's all right we'll talk we'll talk to you next time George. oh this week's uh, action items uh number one we need some way for uh max funsters to recognize each other and number two we want to know what for you has been ruined by its audience what has been ruined by its audience 206-984-4 fun or jj go at maximumfun.org we'll see you next time on jordan jesse go here's scott ackerman It's my birthday, so you're all coming to my house Opening presents from my friends and my spouse Tear the wrapping paper, then I start to cry out Bunch of things that I could have done without I said I want cash and don't think I got none These pants ain't my fashion, someone pulled a fast one This sweater is itching, I hate everyone Then I open up the mail Girl, girl, you know I Girl, you know I I start screaming People send some cards redeeming This birthday party Girl, you know I Girl, you know I I can pay my bills and rent Cause my family just sent Some birthday checks Birthday checks It's the best day of the year, girl Birthday checks, birthday checks It feels like, feels like someone sent a ten spot, ten spot Seems like grandma mailed me out one that's for ten Grab another card and see what is within Here's five dollars from my good old Auntie Jen Ring that bell, there are more from the mailman My grandpa sent fifty, cause it's my birthday Uncle Bobby sent 20, my wallet is bursting. One last one to open, it's from Dad and Mommy. Tell me how much is their gift, girl. Girl, you know I, girl, you know I. I start screaming, this is what I've always been dreaming. They sent a hundred, girl, you know I. Girl, you know I, I sit there almost in shock. I can get my car out of hock because of birthday checks. Birthday checks It's the best day of the year, girl Birthday checks Birthday checks It feels like, feels like someone sent a Ten spot, ten spot (laughs) 